Hello and welcome fellow film buffs, I'm Zach Droll, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow cinephile, Hunter Ventilirup. Akira! How's it, <laughs> how's it been, man? How's it been? I mean, overall, besides watching this movie, pretty good. Not that this movie's bad, but it is a lot to take in, so I can't wait to talk about it when we get farther down, but Jesus, dude, this is fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, I, I do agree with it's that. A nonstop roller coaster of why. <laughs> when I hi, how, how was your week though, le- leading up to this episode? Ah, uh, you know, nothing eventful really. Getting prepped for my shotaroni uh, and cheese. I started writing a um, comic with uh, my uh, coworker through the uh, and co-host on um, Andrew's Amazing Podcast. So we're uh, we just finished issue one of the book, mm. so hopefully we get the artwork done, and then we can get it pitched out to companies and stuff. So that'll be fun. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah, what'd you do, Chief? Uh, I took my dad to his first movie since COVID. Oh, nice. What'd you guys see? Uh, Top Gun. The original? Yeah, they uh, AMC brought it back for a week in Dobley Cinema. Nice, dude. That's dope. So we got to see it in, in a nice big surround sound. Yeah, uh, a lot of people are been, have been able to see um, Zack Snyder's new movie, Army of the Dead, uh, in theaters. I and I want to know where, because it's a Netflix movie. I, um, well... I I I'm kind of I I want to shove that movie out of my head, <laughs> or, or or out of existence. Why you don't you watched it already? No. So, um, they did a cross promotion with it on Sunday with WWE and and their and their pay per view. Oh yeah, because Batista. And it, it was supposed to be a, a lumberjack match between like Miz and Damian Priest. Um, instead of. Does Batista show up as a zombie? No, 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 let me, <laughs> l- l- no, like, a, a lumberjack match is pretty much just wrestlers surround the ring to keep, like, the, the order and make sure no one tries to, like, leave and shit. Um, sure. Instead of wrestlers, they had zombies surround the ring. Well, that's kind of cute. No, but, like, in, in WWE's headcanons, these were real zombies. Oh, I forgot about the stupid fucking cannon that WWE tries to do. And, um, well, Miz lost the match, and after the match, the, the zombies ate him. <laughs> so the Miz this is man, dead. the Miz, is a two-time former WWE champion. And now he's a zombie. That's and he got eaten on And he got eaten on live TV. I wonder if they're going to keep that in as the, uh, as some headcanon, and have What's-His-Face be, um, oh god, What's-His-Face be dead. For uh, a bit as a zombie. I think that would be fucking well, funny. The sad thing is... During this match, Miz suffered his first real, like, bad injury. Uh-huh. That wasn't a concussion. He tore his ACL. Oh my god, he's done. <laughs> so so he's going to be out for... He, he's going to be out for, like, nine months. Yeah, it's time for him to start acting. Johnny Cage, where are you at? <laughs> so this oh is my gonna God. be rough. Ouchie, ouchies, dude. But 
other than that, we are the uh, box office losers each and every week. We deep dive into the movie spirit to watch and review any and all films to ever grace the silver screen or your TV screen. Uh, this week, we are talking about Akira. Yeah, man. Exciting stuff. I've seen the half of this movie once, so being able to watch it in full was kind of cool. Uh, I was since... Uh, there's like two different versions of, of this movie. <laughs> Which I did not know about. I thought that was just a fan, uh, Funimation dub, which came out in 2000-something. Turns out uh, there's a dub, there's an original dub, which is cool, and not for 1988. And, uh, yeah. yowchies. That, that, that's, that's why I was I was texting everyone, I'm like, you know there's two different dubs, right? I did not know, because I do not care. <laughs> I just went, oh, okay. I'm watching this one, and you went, I'm going to watch the other one. And I went, why? <laughs> well, I, I, I personally, the, the, the other one had some funnier jokes. Because mm. I, I think... Uh, how do you know you were watching the 1988 one? Did you watch it on Amazon or something? No, I watched it on fucking Kiss Anime. <laughs> <laughs> you sure it was that, you sure it was the original dub then? Yep. How can you tell? Because it was bad? Because it sounded like I'm, I was watching an, an, an anime from the 90s or, or like, like 80s and 90s. Oh, uh, okay, cool. Yeah, I think the uh, Funimation one was 2000-something, like, one or four. I forget. Because fucking, um... Uh... Candia, uh, what? Uh... Kanada. Kanada? Kanada? Um... When when he is like flirting with Kay, Kay is his fucking cousin. Oh no! <laughs> no. So weird. So that's in that's in the nineteen eighty eight one. I can see why they would take that one out in the, in the two thousand one. Okay, it's a bit weird, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Hunter, do you want to give us the overview? Yeah, man, I got this. So, Akira is a 1988 Japanese animated post-apocalyptic cyberpunk action film directed by Katsushiro Otomo, uh, produced by Ryohei Suzuki and Shunzo Kato, and written by Otomo and Aizo Hashimoto, based on Otomo's 1982 manga of the same name. Uh, but we'll get to it later. It wasn't finished by the time this movie came out, so there's a lot of differences between the two. So I would re suggest reading the manga first, then watching the movie and seeing the alternate ending. It's similar, but different. Um, mm -hmm. So Akira is set in a dystopian 2019. Just moved it up one year and it would have been the same. <laughs> yeah, Akira, Akira tells the story of Shotaro Kaneda, a leader of a biker gang whose childhood friend Tetsuo Oshima acquires incredible telekinetic abilities after a motorcycle accident, eventually threatening an entire military complex amid chaos and rebellion in the sprawling, futuristic metropolis of Neo-Tokyo. Yeah, man, this this movie, uh... If, if, if you thought that was the plot, like, if you thought that summed up the plot nicely, it doesn't. <laughs> it does not, yeah. This movie's yeah. fucking weird. There's, like, little old man babies, and it's uncomfortable. <laughs> Little old man babies. Um, Dude, little Benjamin Buttons. That's what I kept calling them. <laughs> oh, <fucking damn> it. <laughs> little Benjamin Buttons. Am I wrong? I don't know. Oh. For some reason, I like with this movie, 
I, I kind of thought that the bike w- was going to be a big focal point. No, it's literally one thing. Well, like, Man, like the, posters the are so drift. misleading. I mean, he uses the bike a couple times, but the big kicker for the bike is the drift, and that's one time. Hmm. Yeah, I, I thought he would drift, like, a bunch of times. He doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, I'm going to do the cast, because I, <coughs> I, I know you can't. <laughs> yeah, good luck. I'm not going to be much better, but at least, you know, I think I'll have it on the ringer at some point. I, so. If you if you just want to read the dubbed uh, cast, you can. It's up to you. No, I'll go through the whole thing. You brought We brought the box in here. Yeah. Uh, so, this is the cast. This is going to be the character name, the Japanese voice actor, the 1988 dub, and then the Funimation slash Anime's dub. So we're going to have all of the, uh, I'm just going to go through all of them, because fuck it. I only recognize one person on this cast. It's Johnny Young Bosch, baby. Who doesn't love Johnny Young Bosch? Um, so we have Shotaro uh, Kaneda, voiced by Mitsuo Iwata, Cam Clark, and Johnny Young Bosch. We got Tetsuo, voiced by Nozomu Sasaki, Stanley Gurr Jr., and Joshua Seth. Kai, or K. Uh, is voiced by Mami Koyama, or Mamie, uh, Deanna Morris, and Wendy Lee. Yeah, Colonel Shikishima. Where's the giant, Mansley? Uh, Taro Ishida, Anthony Mosdi, and uh, James Leone. Got Dr. O- Onishi as Mizuo Suzuki, uh, Louis LeMay, and Simon Isaacson. We got Ryu as uh, Tetsuo Ganda, Drew Thomas, and Robert Wicks. And then we have 25, 26, and 27. Those are the little baby kids. Uh, Marilyn Lane, Sandy Fox, Barbara Larson. Oh, I didn't read their uh, Japanese voice actors. We got 25 as um, Fukue Ito, Marilyn Lane, and Sandy Fox. We then have uh, Takasashi, Takashi, Takashi. Takashi as Tatsushiko Nakamura. I was mixing up the two names, the two similar. Uh, Barbara Larson and Cody McKenzie. Cody McKenzie also did the voice for 27. Yeah, I'm getting there. Uh, Mash- Masaru as Kajiro Kamifuji. Bob Berger. Nice. And uh, Cody McKenzie as well. And then last but not least, Kaori. was was uh, Yuriko Fuchizaki, Barbara Larson, and Michelle Ruff. Oh, a lot of people in this movie. Good, yeah, ca- good cast, too. Like I recognize Johnny Mbosch's name, but I recognize the voices of a lot of these other people. Uh, I recognize Cam Clark as well. But I recognize a lot of the voices on the Funimation dub side. Because Funimation likes to use a lot of in-house um, actors and actresses when they are doing their VAs for current anime. So Johnny mm. Young Bosch is in, like, almost everything. And, like, you'll hear, like, the voice of Deku and Bakugo from My Hero Academia in almost everything. So, it's cool but also annoying. Because it's like the Matt Mercer thing. where Or Liam O'Brien. Where you hear them every single time you watch an anime. It's because they're doing it in-house. So it is what it is. That's fair. Yeah. It's also guaranteed jobs for certain people, and that's awesome in this day and age. So, Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the, the budget of this film was $5.5 million, which that's a lot for that time. It was $5.5 million U.S. dollars. It was, seven, it was 700 uh, million yen or something like that, which translates to $5.5 million, I think. And in only made back uh, in an estimated of twenty five million. You say only made back like that's not a twenty five. That's not a twenty million boost. <laughs> but that's for an estimated. anime movie. That's in the not 80s? like a full. Yeah, like, I know. 
that's not like a full like hundred uh, percent. Yeah, but thing. it's still it's estimated because they don't know the exact number, but it's a, about twenty five million, which is crazy for a nineteen eighty eight animated movie. Yes, it's been re released a bunch of times in um, theaters, but still, for for a classic, that's ridiculous. That's like um, Ghibli style money. Yeah, and uh. So, now the note reading of this thing is going to be a fun trip for Yeah, I don't know me. how you're going to do it, bro. <laughs> I'm going to have a fucking stroke by the end of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of notes for this, too. Yeah, there's a lot of notes. There's, I, I have my, I, I went through everything, mm-hmm. and surprisingly, it did not mention the one fun fact that I have brought up. Well, yeah, because we kind of talked about that fun fact during our um, Ready Player One episode. Yes, which I I'm not a hundred percent, but yeah, I, I I am surprised that it was not in uh in, in any of the in any of the notes. Oh, some people are just like whatever. <sighs> okay, um, if I start fucking up um, and my brain has a meltdown, that's where you take over, uh, Hunter. Yeah, I got you, dog. Uh, how do I pronounce that uh, guy's name right there? Before uh, I even... Katsushiro Otomo. I'm just gonna call him o- Otomo. Just not gonna do the first good. name. All good. They go by their last names most of the time, anyway. It's a thing. It's like a respect thing. While working on the Akira manga, Otomo did not intend to adapt the series. However, he became very intrigued when the offer to develop his work for the screen was put before him. He agreed to an anime film adaptation of the film of the series on the on the grounds that he retained creative control on on the project. Uh, this uh, in, inten- uh, insisted, uh, ha, uh, enticed uh, insisted was uh, this what is that word? Insistence. Insistence. Thank you. My brain is. <laughs> I, I woke up like not too long ago. Enticed. What what was based on the experience working on Harmageddon? Uh, I was gonna say that <laughs> it's a great it's a great name for whatever the fuck it is. It's really good. Harmageddon, <laughs> let's go. The Akira committee, right? Committee, right? Yeah. All right. Was the name given to the partnership of several major Japanese entertainment companies? Uh, brought together to re- uh, to realize production of an Akira film. Uh, the group assembled uh, assembly was uh, necessitated by the unconventionally high budget of around one uh, one billion one hundred million yen intended to achieve the desired epic uh, standard quality. To Ultimo over two thousand page manga tale. That's mm-hmm. two thousand page tale. Really? Okay. Um, it's a the big committee, book, man. The committee consisted of. Can you read those names? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. One sec. Um, because I'm gonna butcher them. I'm gonna feel bad. Oh, uh, these aren't people. These are uh, companies. I know, uh, Co- Co- Kodansha, Mainichi Broadcasting System, Bandai, 
Hoku Hondo, Toho Laser Discs Corporation, and Sumi Sumitomo Corporation. Uh, you. Who all forwarded money and uh, promotion towards the film. The animation of the film was uh, provided by an excuse me an animation production uh, producer, uh, Tokyo Movie uh, Sinshai, now TMS Entertainment. All right, do you want to pick up so I can? Not die. So you can recoup from uh, your your fucking whole yeah, situation. I, yeah, I, I don't read that much. I listen to audiobooks, so. Oh yeah, I see. So yeah. Yeah, I'll pick right, up. Um, <clears throat> Akira had pre-scored dialogue, wherein the dialogue was recorded before the film's production. Yes, yeah, it's dubbing, um, and superfluid motion, as realized in the film's more than. 160,000 animation cells, and you can tell this is crisp. Uh, Computer-generated imagery is also used in the film created by uh, High Tech Lab, which is a Japanese corporation, and a bunch of other corporations such as uh, Sushimo Electronic Systems and Wavefront Technologies, primarily to animate the pattern indicator used by Dr. Onishi, uh, but it was additionally used to plot the paths of falling objects, model parallax effects on backgrounds, and tweak lighting lenses and lens flares. Uh, unlike its live-action predecessors, Akira also uh, had the budget to show a fully realized futuristic Tokyo. Uh, the film's budget, like we said, was 700 million yen, or 5.5 million U.S. dollars. It was the most expensive anime film up till then, surpassing the previous record of the um, Miyazaki uh, Studio Ghibli film Castle in the Sky, which had cost 500 million yen. Uh, before Akira was itself surpassed a year later by Kiki's Delivery Service, just flexing on him, which is $800 million. A teaser trailer for Akira was released in 1987. The, mains pro, uh, the film's pr main production was completed by 87, with sound recording and mixing done in early 88, and it was released in 88, two years before the manga officially ended in 1990. This is where I said that it wasn't fully finished, so they had to, uh, you know, kind of just... Give us an ending, even though it wasn't an ending. I, I felt like that this ending was drawn out way too far. Yeah, because they were because he was just like, ah, let's see what I can do with what we have so far. Because he didn't know how he was gonna end it either, at least not fully. Yeah, or at least that was one of his ideas. And then he was like, can't do that. Uh, Otomo's claimed to have filled two thousand pages of notebooks containing various ideas and character designs for the film. Uh, but the final storyboard consisted of a trimmed down 738 pages. Jeez, that's trimmed. Uh, <clears throat> he had difficulty completing the manga. Uh, Otomo had stated that the inspiration for its conclusion arose from a con conversation that he had with um, Alejandro Jodowski in 1990. He had later recalled the film project uh, had to begin with the writing of an ending that would bring suitable closure to the major characters, storylines, and themes without being extraordinarily lengthy so that he could know in reverse order which manga elements would make the cut into the anime and thus suitably resolve the manga's various elements into a lean two-hour story. Yeah, this movie's a fat, chunky two hours, dude. Yeah, like, I, I, I'm feeling like if it wasn't for that ending, th th this film could have been a nice, like, 145. Oh, e for easily. sure. And I, I was like, ugh, it's like the two hours, I'm like, okay. And like towards maybe like the last ten minutes or last fifteen minutes, I I I tuned out. That's fair. Cause I'm like it, nothing important's happening. It's just explosion. 
uh, and, and and not much kind of notable shit. I'm like, okay, well, we're done. Yeah. <clears throat> we're getting back here. Or uh, goodbye. Yeah, nothing crazy. Um, Otomo is a big fan of the Tetsujin 28 Go. As a result, his naming convention uh, matched the characters uh, featured in that in that uh, uh, piece of media image I just mentioned. Um, Kanita shares his name with the protagonist of that of that story, uh, Colonel uh, Shichishima. Uh, shares his name with Professor uh, Shishima. Uh, from from the same story, while Tetsuo while Tetsuo is named after uh, Shishima's son, Tetsuo Shishimo. I can never pronounce so I'm I'm butchering this name, to to no end. I I apologize, audience. Kira's oh what the Ryusaku. Just pronounce it how it looks. Ryusaku. They're not gonna yell at you for not knowing how to say Japanese names. Uh, okay, is named after. Uh, uh, ah. Also, I, I have a fucking speech impediment, so like reading off Japanese names is like trying to do like very hard math. Just do your best, dog. Ryusaku Miwar, uh, the Miwar's uh, uh, the Miwar's name. Uh, in addition. Uh, Takashi has a 26 uh, tattooed on his head, which closely resembles the font used in that story. Uh, the namesake of the series Akira is in the 28th, is the line of the uh, psychic uh, that the government has developed uh, the name, uh, the, the same name under the Tesujin 28. Do you want to pick up now? Yeah. So uh, my brain is like, uh, let's not do anime films too too often. Uh, this is the first one, I think. Uh, yeah. One of the film's key animators was uh, Makikiko Futaki. She went on to become a lead animator at Studio Ghibli Films, and she worked on Kiki's Delivery Service, Princess Mononoke, Howl's Moving Castle, before passing in 2016. Another key animator who worked on Akira was former Sheen Eye animator uh, Yoshiji Kagami. He animated uh, several entire scenes in Akira, such as the action scene in the sewers. He later joined Kyoto Animation and died in the Kyoto Animation arson attack in 2019 at the age of 61. Wow, way to be a Debbie Downer here, uh, Notes guy. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, this, uh, the next bit of notes, uh, this one talks about uh, the 4K release. Yeah. On Blu-ray. So, um, as of 2014, the film has earned over 80 million worldwide. In home video sales on April 24th, 2020, an Ultra uh, HD Blu-ray version was released in Japan by Bandai Namco Entertainment, featuring a 4K HDR remastered source from the original 35mm film print. I want this. <laughs> I want this. Dude, um, it sounds fire. Uh, as well as a 192 kHz audio transfer. Uh, creator uh, created for prior Blu-ray release. The same remaster was released by Funimation on December twenty second, twenty twenty. Okay, cool. That means I could buy it on Funimation. Yeah. 
Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up real quick. Get that set up myself. Yeah man, it's pretty good. Like this movie was good. I didn't have any real problems with it overall. But we'll get to that when we get there. Um <clears throat> Where were you? Uh since two thousand two, Warner Brothers acquired the rights to create a live action remake of Akira. Since two thousand two as a seven figure deal. The live action yeah. remake has undergone several failed attempts to produce it with at least five different directors and ten different writers known to have been attached to it. <clears throat> By 2017, director Taika Waititi was named as the film's director for the live-action adaptation. Warner Brothers has scheduled the film to release in May 21, 2020. Uh, no. 2021. Whoops. Uh, and fail filming was planned to start in California. However, Warner Bros. put it on a definite hold uh, just prior to filming as Waititi had chosen to first direct Thor Love and Thunder. The sequel to Thor Ragnarok, which he also had directed. So we're not getting uh, Akira till 2022 at the latest, at the earliest. So, um, uh, the Akira, like, there's, like, a nice box set. Oh, nice. Uh, and it's, like, $45. Nice. It comes with, uh, uh, the sound making 2019, Akira sound clips, uh, and credits from the original 1988. Uh, theatrical preview and storyboard collection. Nice, dude. Cool. I don't, I don't know if you had any more to say. That's why. I no, it, it, ha, ha, <laughs> it has like an art book and shit. That's awesome. Maybe I'll check it out. I'm not a. I'm not like a huge fan of this right now. N not as in because it was bad, like I said before. Just because, like, and I may I gotta watch it again or something, or maybe I'll watch the original dub and see the cousins thing. <laughs> yeah, like I, like I said, like I I had the feeling that there was to be something switched around because I know in the bar, um, a Kanita's friend r refers to the uh, beer as dog piss. Dog and piss. Nice. In uh, in the original dub, uh, he doesn't say that. He goes, yeah, and. Do, do you really want to know what's in that shit? And then, and then leaves. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I, uh, I I had to figure that the dubbing was going to be vastly different compared to the old one. Yeah. Uh, that's that's to be assumed with a lot of this stuff, though. Uh, okay, so Akira is regarded by many critics as a landmark anime film one that influenced much of the art in the anime world that followed its release, uh, with many illustrations in the manga industry, uh, citing at the film as a important influence, manga Arthur uh, Kishimoto, uh, for example, recalls becoming fascinated um, with the way the poster was made and wished uh, to imitate the series uh, creator Otomo's style. Yeah. Are you playing video games right now? Because I hear just the clicking of your controller. <laughs> I was playing a little bit of Hitman. <laughs> okay. The film had a significant impact on pop culture worldwide. Oh, really? <laughs> Did it now? <laughs> the film led the way for the growth in popularity on of outside of anime outside Japan, as well as the Japanese pop culture in the Western world. Akira is considered a forerunner of the second wave of anime fandom that began in the early 90s and, and gained a massive cult following since then. It is cited that it is cited with setting the scenes for anime franchises such as Pokemon, Dragon Ball, and Naruto. 
uh, to become global uh, cultural phenomenons, according to The Guardian, the cult 1988 anime taught Western filmmakers new ideas in storytelling and helped cartoons and helped cartoons grow up. That's fair. I see it. Oh, have fun reading this one. Oh my god, why did you do this to me? So many inspirations. We got the influences, baby. So, Akira's influenced numerous works in animation, comics, film, music, television, and video games. It inspired a wave of Japanese cyberpunk works, including manga and anime series such as <clears throat> Ghost in the Shell, Alita Battle Angel, or Battle Angel Alita, Cowboy Bebop, uh, Serial Experiments Lane, and Elfin Lead. Oh, God. The live-action Japanese films such as Tetsuo the Iron Man, and video games such as Snatcher and Metal Gear Solid, both from Hideo Kojima, and Squaresoft's Final Fantasy, was that, 7? Outside uh, of Japan, yes. Akira has been cited as a major influence of Hollywood films such as The Matrix, Dark City, Kill Bill, Chronicle, Looper, nice, uh, Dark Knight, Midnight Special, Inception, Godzilla, and other television shows such as Batman Beyond and Stranger Things, uh, and Corey Designs, Splitch, Switchblade, Half-Life, um, Remember Me, those are all video games. Uh, John Gaeta cited Akira as an artistic inspiration for the bullet time effect in the Matrix films. Wow. Akira is also credited influencing the Star Wars franchise, doubt that, including the prequel trilogy. Okay, that makes sense. And the Clone Wars film and television. Uh, in the original Gendi Tarkovsky um, Clone Wars 2D micro series, Obi-Wan Kenobi does an Akira drift on a speeder. Uh, Todd McFarlane also cited Akira as an influence on the HBO animated television series of his comic book Spawn. Nice, dude. <laughs> so kind of, like, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming that, like, I'm going to make sure that... Okay, so, if you really think about it, Chronicle is the, is a, was the closest thing we got to an Akira live action, just take away the bike. Oh! And yeah. it's like, take... I could agree with that. Take away the, um... They get weird telekinetic abilities... And yeah, no just... one bangs their cousin, but otherwise, yeah, it's three friends. <laughs> one ends up getting, you know, bites the dust, and then one ends up being a little bad boy. Yeah, like if if you take away the government uh aspect of it, and and, and the bike and, and the cousin instead. fucking, <laughs> and the cousin fucking, yeah. then you pretty much get like uh, Akira. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's Chronicle, yeah. Like I, I, I can see that, but I cannot wait for for to see what Tiger Watiti has in store. Yeah, here's more uh, inspiration stuff. So Fun. Akira has influenced the work of musicians. The music video for Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson's song "Scream" featured a clip from Akira. Kanye West cited Akira as a major influence on his work and paid homage to the film in "Stronger," the music video. Uh, Lupe Fiasco's album "Tetsuo and Youth" is named after Tetsuo Shima. The popular bike from the film, uh, Kaneda's Motorbike, appears in Steven Spielberg's Ready Player One, and CD Projekt Red's video game Cyberpunk 2077 Pass. De I know that. <laughs> Deus Ex, I gotta find that. Deus Ex Mankind Divided, video game developer uh, Idios Montreal, also paid homage to the film's poster. Facts. Uh, the season 4 premiere of Rick and Morty, called Edge of Tomorty and Rick Die Repeat. Uh, Rick Pete, that's cool. Uh, features a scene where in which Morty and then Rick are transformed into giant tendril monsters that Jerry and Beth later refer to as an Akira. <laughs> I remember that. Did you use Akira Morty? 
Uh, the 2000 South Park episode Trapper Keeper has references to Akira, such as one of the characters transforming into a giant blob organism before absorbing several other characters not unlike the movie. <laughs> oh, boy. Last, when? Last bit to- of COVID stuff. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. When Tokyo was chosen to host the 2020 Summer Olympics. In the 2013 bidding process, several commentators claimed that Akira predicted the future event. In 2017, Akira was referenced in several Tokyo Olympic promotions in February 2020, in February 2020 during the coronavirus pandemic and 147 days before the Olympics, a scene in Akira which calls for the cancellation of the 2020 Olympics. 140 days before the event led to a social media trend uh, calling for the cancellation of the 2020 Olympics. The Summer Olympics were eventually postponed to 2021 due to the coronavirus pandemic. That's fucking And (laughs) now time for Zach's fun fact segment. Fun fact. Fun fact. Zach's got a fun fact. Because it was not (laughs) mentioned in the notes, which I was surprised by. And in 1987, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg were offered the chance to bring Akira to the Western audience. They turned it down, saying it would not appeal to us. Same reason why they said they didn't want the bike in Ready Player One. They said, nah, it wouldn't appeal to the Western audiences. And then they went, nah, we're going to put it in Ready Player One anyway. No, I no, I I think I think after I I, th- I think Spielberg did that to him. I d- did that on purpose. As an addendum to his idiocracy? Yeah. Idiocy? I, I can I, I can see him doing that on purpose. Oh, it's plot time, baby. Uh, have fun reading this. Yeah, so, in 2019, following a world war, Neo-Tokyo is plagued by corruption, anti-government protests, terrorism, and gang violence. During a violent protest, the hot-headed uh, Kaneda leads his vigilante biker gang, the Capsules, against the rival clown gang. Of course, of course they're clowns. It's like, it is Batman Beyond. Kaneda's best friend, Tetsuo, inadvertently crashed his motorcycle into a weird old man baby, and uh, an, who was an esper who escaped, I think he's 25, who escaped from a government laboratory with the aid of a resistance organization. Assisted by fellow esper uh, Mashara, Japanese Special Defense Forces Colonel Shikishimi Mansley uh, recaptures Takashi, takes Tetsuo away, and arrests the capsules. While being interrogated by the police, Kaneda meets Kai, an activist within the... Or Kai, an activist within the resistance movement, and tricks the authorities into releasing her with his gang. At a secret government facility, Shikishima and his uh, head of researchers, Dr. Onishi, discover that Tetsuo possesses powerful psychic abilities similar to Akira, the esper responsible for the singularity that destroyed Tokyo in 1988. That's cool. It was like, here, we're releasing it on this day, and that's when everything went to shit. Uh, esper Kyoko warns Shikishimi of Neo-Tokyo's impending destruction, but the city's Parliament, wow, I can't believe I couldn't pronounce that. Parliament dismisses uh, Tetsuo to prevent, oh no, dismisses Shikishima's concerns, leading him to consider killing Tetsuo to prevent another cataclysm. Spoilers, doesn't happen. Meanwhile, Tetsuo escapes from the hospital, steals Kaneda's bike, or motorcycle, and prepares to run away from Neo-Tokyo with his girlfriend Kaori, but they are ambushed by the clowns. The capsules take Tetsuo and Kaori, but Tetsuo begins suffering intense headaches and hallucinations and is taken back to the hospital. After overhearing their plan to escape, Tetsuo and the other espers, uh, Kaneda joins Kai's resistance cell. Uh, at the hospital, the espers try to assassinate Tetsuo via hallucinations, weird, but the attempt is thwarted. He then searches for them in a fit of rage, easily killing any orderlies 
and military men blocking his path. He turns a he, lot of people into paste. He, he, he turned him into goop. Dude, he they just, just go bye-bye. <laughs> he just moved his arm so slightly and turned him into goop. Goop day it is. The resistance group infiltrates the hospital and Kyoko... Yeah, Kyoko draws Kai and Kaneda into Shikishima uh, and the Esper's futile attempts to stop Tetsuo. Kyoko tells Tetsuo that Akira, located in chronic storage, uh, located in chronic storage beneath the Olympic Stadium's construction site, could help ta- uh, Tetsuo with his powers. After rejecting everyone around him, especially Kaneda, uh, Tetsuo escapes the hospital and hunts for Akira. Kei, used ki- by Kyoko as a medium to stop Tetsuo, breaks her. Ouch. And Kaneda out of the military uh, custody. Shikishima stages a coup d'etat against Neo Tokyo's government and directs all of his military forces to destroy Tetsuo at any cost. At the capsule's former hangout, the uh, Harukiya Bar, Tetsuo confronts gangmates Yamagata and Kai over Kaneda's bike and kills Yamagata after his protest. Kai relays the news to Kaneda, who vows to avenge his friend while Taka. This is this is the chronicle scene. <laughs> uh, who vows to avenge his friend while Takashi brings Kai away. Tetsuo, mistaken for Akira by cultists, rampages through Neo Tokyo, arriving at Akira's cryogenic uh, storage uh, door under the stadium. Kai fights Tetsuo, but he defeats her um, and exhumes Akira, uh, only to find that his remains have been sealed in jars for scientific research. Yummy, yummy. Kaneda duels Tetsuo with the laser rifle, and Shikishima fires an orbital weapon at him. Uh, while the latter destroys his arm, neither is able to stop him. Shikishima and Kaori approach the stadium where Tetsuo, now with a robotic arm, is in great pain and losing control over his powers. Kaori attempts to restrain Tetsuo while Shikishima offers to return him to the hospital, heal his injuries, and help him control his abilities. Kaneda arrives and continues his duel with Tetsuo, who, weakened from his missing arm, mutates into a genetic mass of flesh, engulfing Kaneda and killing Kaori. At popped. one point, it looks like a baby. He's a giant baby man made of, like, people. As yeah. the mass grows, Akira awakens to uh, create a singularity, drawing Tetsuo and Kaneda into another dimension. Because, of course, it does. After teleporting Shikishima to a safe distance, the Espers agree to rescue Kaneda, knowing that they will not be able to return to Neo Tokyo. In a singularity, Kaneda. In the singularity, Kaneda experiences Tetsuo and the ch- Espers' childhoods, including he and Tetsuo's friendship as the Espers' psychic train, psychic training before Tokyo's destruction. The Espers, which are the old lady, or which are the old people babies, return Kaneda to Neo Tokyo, informing him that Akira will take Tetsuo to safety, and that Kai is developing psychic abilities. Uh, after witnessing the birth of a universe, Onishiro's laboratory crushes him to death. Nice. After consuming most of Neo Tokyo, the singularity disappears, and water floods the crater left in its place. Kaneda, mourning the loss of Tetsuo, discovers that Kai and Kai have survived. <laughs> have survived. And they ride off into the ruins while... I think uh, K and Kai. It's K and Kai. Um, have survived as they ride off into the ruins while Shikishima watches the sunrise. Tetsuo humbly introduces himself as another unspecified level of existence and triggers a big bang. Man, can, can, can you believe it? Like, when an A and E have similar sounds? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta love it, man. Kai and... Kai. <laughs> Yeah, man. Sometimes you just you just have to do it, you know. Yeah. Uh, I didn't take that many notes. There's not a lot to talk about besides the visual stuff because this movie is all a bunch of gross and death. So we kind of got that covered yeah. in my notes, and I think you got a lot of the same stuff covered as well. But I, 
but just mine from like the ADE perspective of weird shit. I mean, it's the same visuals. You just got a weirder. You just got weirder dialogue. Uh huh. So, let's do my main movie notes. I don't have too many. Uh, I was watching this movie at like uh, eleven o'clock at night, and my girlfriend was trying to sleep, and everyone was just yelling a lot, and I was like, "Why the fuck is everybody yelling? Just calm down." So yeah, there's a lot of yelling in this film. Be prepared. Uh, dead dog alert. Uh, this dude just straight up, like, kills a couple dogs. It's not cool, but they're trying to kill him and his little old man Benjamin Button, so I, I get it. Uh, speaking of Benjamin Button, Benjamin Button's ass child, the, this is, uh, 25. He shows, he's the big, uh, little old man. And this is just, ugh. <laughs> so many old, little old babies. Ooh, Funimation dub is great. Mostly because Johnny Young Bosch really takes it home, and the guy who plays Tetsuo, Joshua Seth, is uh, fire. Like I said, if, if this movie wasn't two hours long, I would say you have to listen to the 88 one. No, yeah, if I didn't have to watch four hours of Akira, I would have went back and watched it. If it was like oh. an hour and 20 minutes, I would have watched both. Oh, yeah, same. I, I, I was planning on hours. watching both. I have two different sets of notes, and I'm like, I'm not watching two hours worth of shit. I did that once before. I'm not yeah. doing that again. You, you watched Thanks. six hours worth of Zack Snyder's Justice League and, jo- and the Justice League just to see the differences, and you hated yourself, so. Yeah, because it's not fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, animation style is pretty clean for 1988. Regardless of how they remastered it, it's still the you can't change the animation, so it looked amazing. Yeah, I I, I want to see how how the 4K looks. To be honest, oh my god, it probably looks like a fucking like mwah, masterpiece. Uh, so many people have mustaches. Everyone has mustaches in this, except for the kids. Every guy who's older than twenty five has a mustache, and I'm like, why? Oh, uh, where are we? To- a toy drug trip. This dude got it whack. Mean, when me the, and you had similar notes for that never do next one. Yeah, is that spit or cum? <laughs> this bear just starts like yelling at him and leaking, and I'm like, oh god. And oh, um, god. uh, in the '88, it, it's clarified what, what it is. It's cum, right? No, you'll you, 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 you <laughs> see. Okay, um, that man is paced. Is when he turns that dude into mush all over the wall. And then his hand is dripping from the ceiling. I'm like, yowchies. I said, everyone in this face is the baby face meme when they're seen far away. You know when, like, it's that meme where you have, like, the five head and your face is really small? Everybody is like that when they're, oh, that, when they're walking yeah, in the yeah. distance. You can see Tetsuo angry and, like, his face moves. And I'm like, oh, God, he has a tiny baby man face. It's hilarious. Um, psychic baby old men simping for psychic baby old woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is when she's laying in the capsule bed, and then 25 and 26 are like, no, we have to help her, we gotta protect her, and I'm like, soon. Not the really, fucking Tetsuo just blows up the thing. Yeah, he's like, bye. <laughs> Tetsuo has the worst luck, he's he's gonna become a goopy man. I, I know what Tetsuo turns into before the ending of this movie, so I was like, oh man, Tetsuo just gets fucked up. He just, uh, he's just riding his bike, trying to show off to his boys. And then he gets turned into a psychic, and then he gets turned into goop. And then he becomes a Big Bang. Yeah. Uh, I think I've seen half this film before. Might have been in the Owl Cave. Shout out to those guys before they became lame. (laughs) Uh, everyone has a five head. (laughs) What? Am I wrong? No. (laughs) 
everyone, no, has, you're not everyone has a five head. Let's gloss over it. Everyone has a five head. Going back to my uh, baby face meme. Everyone's got one. Even the little baby old people. Uh, Betakira is a punk ass bitch. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was just sitting there and I was like, yo, I bet Akira is a punk ass bitch. I was like, that's a funny note. I'll write that down. <laughs> um, Where's the Akira, Mansley? This is when uh, the government shows up and they're yelling at Shikishima. And they're like, where is it, dude? Where's Akira? Where's he at? And I'm just like, where's the giant, Mansley? It's funny. <laughs> hey, man, Iron Giant, baby. Superman. We gotta, we gotta put that on the list. Yeah, we definitely uh, do. And then my final note. This movie is gross. <laughs> okay. It's so gross, dude. It could be worse, but it's pretty bad. Okay, so... Here are my movie notes, and once again, I watched the 1988 dub to get a full experience. Uh, dude got fucked up in the diner. That's when the motorcycle crashed in the window and crushed his head. Oh my god, yeah. Um, he shot two dogs in cold blood. Happens. Um, who the fuck is this, boss baby? <laughs> this is when the guy, sh- this is when the, um, the big one sh- showed up in the chair. Yeah. And it's like 25, come. Um, uh, another dude got fucked up. Uh, this is when Tetsuo hit him with the freaking crowbar. Uh-huh. Get bonked, uh, bro. Um, and then I, I made it clear that I might not have any notes because I was actually was trying to watch the movie. Yeah, same. But we had a decent uh, amount. Uh, th- th- this movie, um, gave me, like, heavy Warriors vibes. Warriors, come out, come out and play. play. <laughs> Tetsuo, Akira, come out and play. <laughs> uh this is um when tetsio's uh girlfriend was at the laundromat and the girl from her school was talking on the phone uh talking about her i think kind of like uh chaperone yeah her like her ra for college and and he and he said that old bitch who looks like a goat (laughs) get fucked dude okay and then uh freaking uh tetsio's girl gets clotheslined oh you see your boobies and then, uh, yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, Kaneda is a, <laughs> is, is a badass. So when he jumped off the bike and just knocked the guy off. Oh, dude, Kaneda's dope. Um, uh, th- this one looks like a doll mixed with an old zombie. You're talking about the little babies? Yeah, like the yeah. little baby girl. Like the little baby, baby doll girl. Yeah. Um, wait, he wants to date his cousin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do they straight up say cousin or is it yes. like implied? So okay. He goes so, wait, Kaneda, isn't Kai your cousin? He goes, she's still hot though. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so uh, this is when they're trying to find Roy uh, in, in the apartment uh, mm-hmm. building. Um, uh, if, if you remember that scene, that that's when um they're discussing the plans, and the guy's Ooh. like, he's a spy. Go away. <laughs> he's a spy. <laughs> so um, with that, he's like, yeah, well, she's my cousin. Well, like. Not really. It's like her mom. Her her mom is my mom's sister. And it, and he's like, and well, like she's my girlfriend, but she's also my cousin. I'm like, huh? <laughs> huh? You're like, huh? excuse me, please <laughs> clarify. <laughs> it's it's so fucked up. It's a lot. I bet. Um, I would love to know what Spielberg and Lucas saw wrong with this film. Probably the 88 dub. <laughs> well. <laughs> if, if you tell me that they watched the, the 2000 dub and went, 
or, or even the original sub and went, nah, pass. I think they'd be stupid. But if they watched the 88 dub in theaters right before they decided to not take it, I would have been like, no, I get it. I, I don't want it. I, I wouldn't want this either. <laughs> um, uh, this is, uh, I said, fuck that. If I saw my stuffed animals doing this, uh, I would burn the building down. <laughs> um, There's a and uh, and he's leaking cum. Update: It's milk. <laughs> That's worse. <laughs> it's it said. Um, I think when Tatio falls falls into like a full pool of it, he goes milk. Imagine imagine if he went cum. I, I, I would have been like, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm like, great, 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 cool, cool, cool. <laughs> and he just turned him into goop. Dude, everyone, everyone gets gooped in this film. Um, So this is when uh, Kay and little Benjamin Button girl uh, kind of just like fade off into nothingness. Yeah, and they walk like, on the water and then go by. Yeah, I'm like... And they're gone, but are we just going to ignore that she walked on water? Yeah, it's weird. Psychic powers let you walk on water, apparently. Uh, the Afro-religious dude got hit by a car. R.I.P. Uh, bye-bye arm. Yeah. Okay, um, can we talk about how Kaneda did not get affected by the orbital blast? It's because he had a rock over his head. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's invincible. I think it's... Oh, no, he got protected by the shield. Uh, I think Tetsuo put up a shield to protect him. Okay. I, 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 I was very confused. Was. I believe that's what it was. Um, Into space we go. Yeah, he just fucking goes. Yo, robot arm? <laughs> uh, then I, then my, my last bit of notes, this is when I, when Akira forms, it turns into a big baby. Well, yeah, when Tetsuo becomes like a weird Akira thing. And then also he like he killed monster. his girlfriend by just crushing her to death. Yeah, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> dead yeah alright um so now on to the review portion on Rotten Tomatoes the film has an approval score rating of 90% based on 51 reviews with an average rating of 7.79 out of 10 the audience rating is also a 90% uh the site's uh, critical consensus reads Akira is uh, stri- is strikingly bloody and violent but it's phenomenal animation and sheer kinetic en- energy Helped set the standard for modern day anime. Facts, dude. Alright, because I gave this a little bit higher than you. By a, by a whole point. A whole point. But I will get into why. Yeah, it, for sure. It, I, and, uh, well, I'm going to read out that good review. This is from Chris Duckman of ChrisDuckman.com and Chris Duckman YouTube channel. Uh, the opening motorbike chase is still thrilling. But the decision, but the but the dedication to the background, as well as crowds of people filling the screen, explosions happening at a distance, and a jaw-dropping uh, sense of scope make Akira the classic that it is. I would definitely say it's a classic. I agree. Good job. And Chris. I and I found the most brutal review for <laughs> the worst one. Yeah, let's get ready on this. I didn't give it a bad score. Just a heads up. But I'm gonna read Jonathan Rosenbaum's bad review from the Chicago Reader. He said, "Grade school violence." Freaks may grade school violence freaks may find a few kicks here, but even they may have trouble coping with this ugly movie's ending about eight separate times. That's fair though. This is a very ugly movie. It's ugly in the sense of the material, not in the animation. The animation is clean. The material is very ugly. There's cummy bears. There's <laughs> little old babies. 
There's well, also, um, giant babies. To give to, to give to give perspective, so that review was written in two thousand and seven, and also that uh that reviewer is a very old person. So. Oh no! Uh, still, it's kind of ugly though. It's not too ugly. It's a little ugly. It's an eighties it's an eighties animation film. I'm talking about like the big mo- gross monsters and the little old people that are ugly. Where it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, the, the animation style I said in my notes is really good. So All let's right. move on to our reviews. I gave it eight so many Benjamin buttons out of ten. <laughs> there. Hey man, I kept talking about it. I got to do it. Um, uh, truly an an oh, my explanation. Uh, truly an anime classic style still holds up. Even if it's not 100% faithful to the manga, it still provides a satisfying ending. Can't wait to see what Taika comes up with. Oh, I agree. I think he'll adapt the, um, full-on manga now that it's been over for years. So we might get a totally different ending, which I think is kind of cool, because then it separates the two. You can still have them both exist without people going, I can't believe we just replaced it with white people. (laughs) And I don't don't think Taika's gonna do that, but it's gonna be cool to see. Oh, yeah, Taika's very, very keen on getting... Right people for it. Um, for me, I gave this uh, nine. That old bitch who looks like a goat out of ten. Um, I said that this movie was great. I loved the voice acting and the animation was so far ahead of its time. The only thing keeping this from being a perfect ten is the ending is a bit drawn out. But overall, I will say this is a great movie. Yeah, I think if Taika adapts it and does the ending that is in the manga, I think we're gonna see a really, really good um, ending. And, and it might be a perfect 10. And th- this was Warner Brothers adapted it, right? Uh, I think Warner Brothers is doing it. Okay, well, if the pandemic is still here, and by the time the movie... Well, no, actually, HBO Max will stop doing the mo- same-day release movie thing. Yeah, the next year they're done with the same-day release. Oof. Yeah. Damn, that's gonna suck for us. We have to actually leave our houses and go to a movie. Uh, I'm fine with that, though. I've been waiting to go back for something good. I kind of want to go see if nobody's still in theaters or hop in and wait for Black Widow. Probably gonna do that. I've seen three movies in theaters now. I've seen... I'm, I'm seeing Shang-Chi in theaters whether I die or not. Shang-Chi <laughs> looks dope. I, I'm i seeing... Uh, I, I, I saw uh, Co- uh, Godzilla v. Kong... I saw Mortal Kombat, M- right? M- Mortal Kombat with an empty theater with, with me and my boys, and then Maverick. Yeah, and then not oh, Maverick, no. uh, Top Gun. Yeah, yeah, just Top Gun, not yeah, the noise. not Top Gun Maverick. Noise. Such a good movie that was. I can't wait for the new one to come out. Yeah. All right, Hunter, kick us off with that outro. So. Thank you guys for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Box Office Losers and Twitter at Box Office Losers for update news and posts. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. It really helps us out with the algorithmic nonsense that we're podcasting. But before we say a fond farewell, Akira style, Zach, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me literally everywhere at Dark Shadows Inc. on all social media platforms. Catch me every Thursday for that's a show I host where I review AEW uh, Dynamite uh, this week. Also, don't know when it's being released, but I but my new show, The Pilot, has been filmed. Uh, I'm after actually legit after we're done recording, I'm gonna talk to my uh, uh, my executive producer, my former professor, about the show. Other than that, uh, Hunter, where can we find? 
you can find me at, uh, oh my god, Scruffy Moose Man. <laughs> I almost forgot. Um, almost everywhere on the internet, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. You can find me at Android's Amazing Podcast, which is a comical podcast I post with my co-worker and co-writer. You can follow me at Father Jobs, Star Wars Podcast, I do with my best friend, if you have that for wars. And you can follow me at, uh, obviously, Box Office Losers to see when we open up our new episode. So, yeah, that's it, guys. All right, we'll see you on next week for... Uh, Space Jam. No, kick-ass. Space Jam. Space Jam comes out next week. Space Jam. I don't know when Space Jam comes out, but we got to cover the original and then Space Jam Legacy. Or do you want to just cover Space Jam Legacy? I don't I don't care. I'm, I'm watching it when it comes out regardless, and if it's really good, we'll talk about it. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll make notes on a separate notes page just in case, so I can bring it up. All right. All right. Maybe Space Jam. <laughs> we'll see. Right, peace. Maybe Kick-Ass. We don't know. Probably Kick-Ass. Maybe Space Jam. Right, peace. Turn off the episode! Ah! Mouse! It stopped! It stopped! Mouse! <laughs> it's not-